Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, welcome to Anchor Watch, our weekly late night below deck chat where we cover Bravo's number one rated show. And I want to go ahead and refute an interview that I just saw earlier this week with Kenya Moore and Carlos King. Below deck is still the number one show on Bravo. So it is not uh it is not anything else right now. It is still below deck and it eat it, it even if it's down under, it's still number one. So Josh, stick, how are that, stick that in your boat and float it. Yeah, stick that in your Real Housewives of Atlanta boring season this season, even though that's my favorite show in the world. And I just really didn't like it this season. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I do fine. see commercials for it when I watch Below Deck. Oh, yeah. yeah we got to remember that Josh is like kind of, you know, a Bravo version a little bit. We, I, he's only been inserted by Below Deck. So we... But, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, by the way, one of my so I got one of my friends to watch from work, my friend Allie, and um, she's been loving this, and she's a huge Adam fan now. Um, oh, great! Yeah, and she's you know she's okay about you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> typically she, how it goes. <laughs> typically how it goes, you know. But no, she um, this is my last week working with her. She's gonna start at a new job. She had like a good opportunity. Oh man! But I'm totally bummed out. But it's kind of fun because she'll be sneaking in and watching on Tuesdays, watching us and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I just had to say, oh, that's, a nice, that's a nice shout out. And, you know, yeah. speaking of people that we work with, Bailey is not joining us tonight. She'll be here in two weeks. Um, I love when Bailey's here because I feel like we just get a whole different kind of insight with, you know, with Bailey and Hey, nice, nice tumbler, Josh. Look at that. Thank you. Uh, but by the way, why are we going to see Bailey in two weeks? Because next week, Adam and I will actually be out of town. So there is no Anchor Watch next week on Tuesday. Uh, we will be in Los Angeles for a whirlwind stuff. PR things. Lots of things going on. So Will there be opportunities to see you and Adam in LA? There will be opportunities to see Adam and I in LA. Thank you for asking, Josh. Why will you be there? No, but <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> absolutely yeah. not. No, but I know it's a lot of our viewers that are in LA and they may want to meet up with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So we will actually, we will be at Sheena Shea's show. Uh, she is a star from Vanderpump Rules. Uh, she's actually the reason I know Adam, which is crazy. Um, so we helped her with her show and we're going to go and see her. I can't wait. Also, uh, Adam ha will be appearing on a lot of podcasts next week. Some very popular ones, some fun ones. So, but I mean, the most popular podcast you've ever heard, you know, ever is Anchor Watch. Hello. Duh. Hello. I mean, <laughs> hey guys, don't log out. Uh oh, everyone's logging yeah, out. Yeah. Wait, stop, oh, guys. There's no more live chat, guys. 120 <laughs> in the room. If you want to tip us or help us out, hit that like button during this live stream. We appreciate it so much. It helps us out so much. And if you're asking what's on my shirt, Elaine, it's just call me Captain. It's gross. Nice new merch we might have coming your way soon. Um, thanks to my mom for making it. Um, okay. So I just want to pick your brain, Josh, because we've had yes. a pretty eventful 
season of uh, Below Deck Down Under, let's say. Yeah, probably furious. Like, it's like it shot out of the cannon and then it just kept, it hasn't slowed down yet, really. Two episodes a week, like back to back. It, it's sailing, Below Deck Sailing flew by, and now we have Below Deck Down Under. By the time we are back here in two weeks and Bailey's back, I'm like, we might almost be at the finale, which is insane. You're right. That, that's crazy because it feels like we just started. I mean, I guess that's one way to keep a show feeling exciting is to blast through all the episodes in a month and a half or two months. Like, I mean, it's wild to me that we're going so fast, but okay. You know, if that's yeah. what you guys want to do it, Bravo, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it just happens. It just happens. Um, so we, I, I don't know, it, episode 10, it, it was kind of nice. And it was kind of tame. You know, we got a family come on board, a new charter come on board for just a day, just a day charter, which is crazy that 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 even happens. I want to ask Captain Sean a little more about that. But we had this day charter, we had this family, and it was something light. You know, this season, I have to say, like, kind of brought <laughs> to producers um, because they've kind of given us a lot of ups and downs and great moments and not so great moments. But um, how did you feel about that episode before we jump into episode 11? Um, it was good. I, I think... Um it's interesting. Sometimes we need the guests to be, to be very dynamic because the crew is kind of boring, but this season we're not in, we're not having that predicament. And so it was to me, it was okay that the, um, the guests were, I don't want to say boring because they weren't boring, but they didn't bring us a lot of like drama or anything. And it just left us more room to focus on the crew. Um, and the crew definitely, <laughs> yeah, that's a good quote. Wait, hold on. Becklington wrote, from porn to kids. So, yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, it went, it was fast. The, yeah. the, the, the contrast we're getting. Flash on the neck there going from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, the uh, contrast we're getting on below deck is, is intense. Yeah. So the guests, the guests were nice. They, um, but, you know, we got to focus on the crew and, I think for me that that episode was um, we're really seeing how uh, Joao Joao uh, fits in or leads, I should say, he's a leader, the the deck crew and the abilities of, of the deck crew. Um, I think that's something that we're probably going to be talking a little bit about coming up, but that's kind of it gave us some room to see that. And then also. Um, I feel so vindicated with the things that are going on with Margo and Harry. Because <laughs> I can't. I called it. I the can. whole damn chat was going, Josh, we love them together and stuff. And uh, yeah, the way it's playing out is exactly where I thought we were headed. Is uh, there any any room for wishful thinking, Josh? Like that was just what I was trying to do. Whose wishes? I, because, uh, I think it's a cute. I, think I will never trust couple. you with a genie, Jason. If those are the kind of wishes you're going to use. Okay. Uh, no, that is, no. You're not getting a genie. <laughs> i'm getting you something what else what would i do Christmas. with a genie well you'd have to, three crappy wishes right now that's what i'm thinking well i'm you know i'm not <laughs> listen i'm not i don't want to har- i i just feel bad like harry is such a great guy you know he reminds me of if asia was a guy that would be asia like he just has that great attitude with like lots sure. of great things and, and asia I guess was a guy 
was not charismatic, <laughs> was not attractive to the other sex. Oh my god! All right. I'm and walking myself clueless, off the cliff here. Clueless to the uh, other people and and their feelings. Uh, yeah, I, I would mean, say. Look, okay. he's a nice guy. He's a sweet guy. I don't think anybody can say a mean thing about him. He's just so clueless, Jason. So uh, come, I mean, I think. Okay, well, okay. So let me back up here and say that I was wishing with a genie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, if I had hoped for a great cast, this is the cast I would have chosen. Uh, I think this honestly is probably one of the best below deck casts we've had in a very long time. I'm I'm liking them. I'm liking them a lot. They're great TV. They're they're natural. Um, you know, we saw Luke and Laura get dismissed because they were too natural <laughs> for what they liked to do. So they went away with thank God. And it, it's just given us the opportunity to see. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of like genuine moments well, happening. The the thing too with this crew, it's it's like a it's like any good movie, like you know. When the villains, when you can kind of empathize with them and you can kind of see it from their point of view, those movies are always better. And I kind of feel like with this crew, not that anyone's a villain, but with this crew, it's like now that we've gotten rid of the other two, it it is interesting how like sometimes there will be a person or two that gives like an ick vibe or like um, or or just they, they seem kind of like. I don't know. I, I I almost like I'm I'm just like really big words come like impure and stuff. But like I don't want to make it that big of a deal. But like this crew is like this is a good mix where there's a lot of drama and stuff. But like it's not too much. It's not too extreme. The people aren't vindictive. You know, yeah, they want what they want. Culver wants what he wants and stuff. And they're kind of young and dumb. But it's not. Nobody seems scary like you know luke and laura like luke come on like predatory and stuff like that's a totally different vibe and totally totally different ruins the show whereas you know if joao's being a d-bag or whatever then it's like okay but it's still you know it's palatable i i I like this crew right now it's a good it's a good crew they're giving good television um yeah you know, I so Adam has these great polls on his Instagram. And if you guys don't vote on his Instagram polls, you should go vote. Um, they get thousands and thousands of votes a day. And I know damn well people watch these votes. So uh, he asked, and I wish I had a screenshot. I'm sorry for not doing this earlier because I, you know, was lazy. Um, <laughs> but I asked who your favorite decky is between Harry, Adam, Culver, and Joao. Mm. Adam, can you guess? Or Sorry, John. Hey, girl. <laughs> I just gave away the answer in asking you. I was going to say, who who would you guess is the most popular decky out of 4,300 votes? Well, you didn't... Wait, I don't think you gave it away. You said Adam. Oh, oh, Adam? Yeah. Oh, see, I thought you did slip of the tongue and were calling me Adam because you're used to doing shows with Adam. Um, Adam is the choice, huh? Yeah. What, what I, were the choices you gave again? Well, it's all the decky. So you have Harry, oh, okay. Adam, Culver, and then Joao, who is the bosun. But the deck team, like who is the, you know, what, what, you know, who is like the most, everyone's favorite. Who's their favorite? It was Adam, a tie between Harry and Culver, and last place, Joao. I mean, but however, Joao has really kind of 
to me, he came in a little hot, but I feel like he's settling into this group. And I feel like we're going to see a change in the dynamic moving forward with the deck team. Yeah. You know what? Something else these, these, this week's, it, it all blends into one big episode, guys. So uh, if I say this week's episode, I mean 10 and 11 here. So uh, <laughs> 12, this, week's 13, episode, <laughs> this week's episode, something interesting. And you guys in the chat, tell me if you feel the same. But with Adam, I I was like, oh, this guy, he's too big for his britches. Mr. Cool, telling everybody how it's done. He went to school for this, blah, blah, blah. Then when you start to see, get to know his story, and you see him in action, and you see that he is truly trying hard, and when he messes up, he beats himself up more than any captain or bosun could beat him up. Um, you know, he's, he really doesn't want to screw up and stuff. But also, um, just to hear like where he came from and stuff, what I realized was, oh, that kind of bossy, know-it-all attitude that he came in with was coming from a place of insecurity. Yeah. And he's actually, like, you feel for the guy. You know what I mean? Like... And, you know, there's something to be said, too, because they always do this. Bravo does this to us, where they show us one side of someone, and then later we see another side. And he got a phone call in this past episode from home, from his mother, that his brother had been severely beaten up by, like, neighborhood kids. And, you know, you just see a little background of where he comes from. And then this allows him to relate to Joao, who he hasn't really gotten to have a connection with so far you know, this season yet since Joao has been, has been there and Joao shares moments of like, Hey, this was my, this is how I grew up. I grew up this, uh, in a similar fashion. You know, we were robbed six nights uh, of the week, every single day. Um, and if I didn't join yachting, if I didn't get into yachting, I would be dead or in jail. And, yeah, and a lot of these quotes here, Jason are kind of like, I, the audience is kind of agreeing. Like Deborah says here, um, Everybody likes Adam now because of his backstory. Elaine says, I think Adam is just misunderstood. Becklington, Adam's just green. Samar said, yep, Adam is a good guy, but now he wants to learn. Um, That's a good point, too. He definitely seems more open to learning, Samar. That's a really great call out. Like His attitude towards things have changed, too. I think he realized, oh, I guess I don't know everything, but in a good way. Like, you know, he screwed up, but he realized, ooh, I could be better. And so he's allowing himself to be coachable, which is good. Um, I think too, I think too, like, you know, thinking, you know, everything it, I mean, it it can be a sign of, of insecurity. We've all had that. We've all thought we've known everything. Well, I've, I've actually never made a mistake once I thought I did, but I was wrong. (laughs) Um, Never actually made a mistake. I think you've used that joke on here before. I'm pretty sure you have. Quiet, Jason. There's new viewers. <laughs> okay. So overall, this episode, uh, you know, focuses on more of the crew dynamics, relationships that have been very incestuous, very interchanging, um, and very happening so quickly. But I have to say, um, I've gotten a lot of feedback on a certain um, person uh, on the cast, and it hasn't been the best, which makes me kind of sad. Because I actually like this person and he was on the first season of Blow Deck Down Under. And that is Culver and what is happening with him and Jamie and kind of leaving Serena off in the, I don't know, off to the side because he found something new and shiny. Kind of, Jason? 
He has. <laughs> I mean, literally, he, it really makes him. He makes him look like shit. I just let's just say that, right? <laughs> Colbert, yeah. you look like shit, and it sucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he went from like the ah shuck sweet guy to just, you know, douche. <laughs> he uh. Yeah, it's such a bummer because uh, he seemed like, and I guess I didn't watch him in the his first episode or first season. So this was my first season with him, and I thought, oh, this guy's fun, and he and he's really nice. Remember, he was talking to his mom and had Serena come and say hi to mom and something. You thought like, oh, this is really sweet. And you know what's funny is (laughs) Natalie and I were watching the show, and she went like. Uh, maybe Serena should have moved faster, like and 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 stuff. But I was like, no, that ain't it. They were moving at a comfortable speed. We were all applauding them that it was sweet and it felt genuine. They were right. like, dating and stuff like that. Like that, this was coming about at a great speed. It's just a super hot chick came on board and he had the opportunity. I mean, that's just- and it, and and it went quick. And she knew what she was. She came on very quick. You remember how Bailey was talking about the women who don't have women's backs yeah the girls who don't have girls backs (laughs) jamie is one of them as good as she looks because she looks phenomenal we talked about this last week i complimented her too much um but yeah no she's great uh she seems to be good at her job but she seems to be good at riling up the drama which is exactly what we need after we lose luke and laura and all their you know nasty values i do have to say they were moving at a comfortable pace for real life but we're on a boat for six weeks in a charter season and i guess yachties should know better right i mean what are you saying jason she didn't give it up fast enough or what i mean i don't know she was talking about you know her whole situation with her friend and joao and and i i feel like these these yachting relationships because you remember this whole season is filmed in six weeks right so it feels like we go through lifetimes with these people in the, in the times we watch these 15, 16 episodes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, again, I'm the old prude on this show. So I feel like everyone rushes into things too fast. I really think a good courtship should last anywhere from 10 to 20 years before getting married. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, Adam and I, Adam and I were together for 10 years. I think Natalie and I were and engaged for like, five. Yeah. Natalie and I were together a long time before we got and married. Got, I'm not one yeah. to talk, but I was kidding. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't see any. I don't think Serena did anything wrong in this. Wasn't. No, not fast enough or anything like that. Yeah. So do you, do you feel like Culver had ulterior motives of like it it seems to be like all he's talking about now is oh i won't get fed like i'll have to eat my canned tuna that that's all you're thinking about how about that connection you had with her you had this it it seems like he had a real interest and a real connection with serena and then jamie is just kind of like the girl you just want to have fun with in the shower for 30 minutes and then (laughs) While Joao's outside licking the doorknob. What was that about? <laughs> that I know. Was- he, he was paying too much attention. It's like, get up and go to the galley and like yeah. hang out or something. Yeah, yeah. With your Christmas pajamas. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's going on. Um, A little much. I mean, we started... So I want to go back because we started with uh, you know an incident that involved Adam, who we were just talking about, where I guess the fender was just not in the right place. They were coming into hot and um 
this just this seemed green. I, I saw uh, a couple of people in the live chat talk about how Adam just comes off green, especially based off his experience. But his experience was on commercial boats, which are very different and is very different than yachting and the yachting industry. So this, though, I mean, this is like the third big incident we've had on the Northern Sun on this yacht since the beginning of the charter season. We've had poles fly off. The, the boat no, we had off ripped, oh, off. Yeah, ripped off we had a tender slam into the railings and then now we have this this poor boat thank god it is old <laughs> and thank goodness um i mean thank goodness that they have the ability to repair okay because this is not it's not cute it's not cute um but I, yeah no more, no more accidents. And Ginger, thank you so much for the super chat. We appreciate it. All right, let's move right thank along. Ginger. So how do you feel about the deck crew? Because Captain Jason is expressing some concern over how they're acting. And the deck crew, <coughs> they started off on a good, kind of a good page with Luke. Luke was very involved, a little too involved with other things, which is why we don't have Luke anymore. Now we have Joao in. But do you think this is just a change in leadership that is causing the problems? Or do you think that this whole crew has issues to deal well, with? Well, what I think it is, is there's, you have some guys that are pretty green. The three of them are. Um, it, I know Culver supposedly has a pretty good resume and stuff, but he still seems very green in how he approaches things. And trust me, as a guy who's on a team with, 10, 12 people right now. There's some who've been, I've been working with that have been in the industry for years. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you seem like you started <laughs> yesterday. Uh, so does it, your longevity in your job doesn't mean skill level necessarily. Um, right. You'd like to think so. Um, but these guys are all super new, super uh, like they're there. They need to learn. They all seem willing to learn. Um, so that's good. But they had a bosun who seemed not to really, he wasn't the, he wasn't there to teach them and guide them. You know, he wasn't one of those like educating leaders. Um, and so now captain Jason is basically mid season getting a bosun coming in and doing the things that should have been done from week one. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they're kind of starting in the middle of the season. So I understand captain Jason's frustrations of like, we should be, we should be long past where we are now. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's. So I, I don't, do you remember Joao from below deck med or was that? I do. I do. Yeah. Do you think he's grown because, and the same, same question for the live chat guys. Cause I see a lot of comments uh, before Joao came on and we knew he was coming on that they were like, Oh my God, not Joao. Even Asia was like, Joao. You know, and now we have him back. Do you think he's stepping up to the plate? Do you think he is, you know, really stepping into that position that he, I mean, he's had this position before. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's funny because there's still a lot of him that's there and needs to be toned down. You know, kind of a his brash kind of cockiness. Um, but he is toned down from where he was. He doesn't seem as jerky, just like saying crap i think he is a little more empathetic now um he still has 
room to grow, but I will give him credit for the growth he's had. Um, But then there's still, you know, some of the little tendencies leak through, you know, every once in a while, I mean, dude, tone it down. Um, But yeah, he's, he's gotten better. It'll be interesting to see. It looks like something is budding with him and Serena, how he interacts with Serena and how he treats her will be a true sign of where some of his maturity and growth really if is. he's a little more mature than than uh, Culver when it comes to relationships here's another this it's is easy why, to mind guys. your manners when you want dessert and it hasn't been served yet you know what I mean? <laughs> um, he's uh um so guys as i said go to up and adam live on uh instagram vote in these polls we get thousands of votes a day we have polls going up like all throughout the day but um, one of the polls was, will Serena fall for Joao? Because she had a lot of like, you know, room to like just push Joao away when he came onto the boat because he, he know or she knows what had happened with her best friend and, and him and, and kind of, it kind of came off like she knows he's a dog. Right. But then at the same time, he's kind of like, or she, Serena, is kind of giving off these vibes to Joao, like, okay, maybe. So one of the questions on our polls were, uh, will Serena fall for Joao? And 71% said yes. You think that's possible? Oh, I think it's happening. You think it's happening already? You think we're going to see that soon? Yeah, I mean, she was rubbing his arm and he was... I think it's going to happen here. So, like, I mean, I think you and Adam are going to be in uh, LA while those two are licking chops. <laughs> and I we'll mean, be talking about it in two weeks on on the crew day off on the on the boat when they were going out to to dive. Her arm was very comfortably on his leg. Yeah, and it was very like okay. So, are you? Serena, you're just, are you just looking for something? Are you not? Do you think Serena is like the new chef, Rachel, but like toned down? No. No? You think she's completely different? Chef Rachel's uh, an original. And and to (laughs) compare her to like, it it would be like a, uh, a Disney live action remake to a, a animated. If you want, if you're trying to make that comparison, (laughs) we don't want to do that. Serena. Serena's her great, uh, her own person. You know what I like about Serena Sometimes the chefs feel like they're on their own island. We've talked about this with other seasons. Like they're their own person. They don't always interact with the crew. They don't quite fit in with the crew. Serena 100% feels like a crew member, like with the rest of the crew. And um, I like that. I like when there's not that wall between them. Um, I get that sometimes it happens just naturally because they're, you know, stuck in the dungeon all day by themselves. And so they kind of start talking to the bones and the rocks on the walls and stuff <laughs> but uh, she's and maybe too part of it's that everyone's passing through the galley to do stuff like it's kind of centralized the way the boat's laid out so she's definitely way more uh interacting more social than some of the other chefs in the past so i like that um but yeah i wouldn't say she's like the new chef rachel do you think do you think she makes uh, like equal the standards are are equal to Chef Rachel, or let's say like maybe a Chef Marcos from Below Deck Sailing. I think Chef Rachel. Well, let's not forget Chef Rachel. Even when she's not on the show, she's working on yachts and stuff. So she's just had so much experience cooking in those that environment, and she's 
like a food nerd. So like when she travels, she is there like learning the local cuisines and stuff. Yeah. You know I mean, like she's right. Totally into it. Serena, I think is just, um, you know, not as experienced. I mean, she's great. She's doing a great job, but I think she'll get better and better and better. The more years she has and the more regions she goes to and stuff. So. Yeah. Her story is interesting to me, but um, yeah, I agree with you uh, completely. You know, I, as I said, this episode or these two episodes provided like a lot of like lightness and, mm-hmm. and, you know, just silliness amongst the crew, the incestuous, you know, relationships and interchanging of like who's with who and what's with what. Um, I did love to see Asia get rewarded as she should, you know, because of what she's done this season, but her boyfriend came to visit, which was really nice. But not only do we have a Culver and Jamie situation brewing, but what is going on with Adam and Margot? Uh, what the hell? What do you mean, what the hell? Wouldn't hate it. It's a lot better than <laughs> all of you guys, all you weirdos wanting to see her with Harry. <laughs> Harry's a and nice I guy, but apparently... Every single one of you in the chat who were screaming at me about that. Um, no, what, what would be so bad about Aaron and Margot? There's... Okay, first of all, can we just take a step back real quick and talk about the moment that she went in to talk to Harry and kind of yes. let him know things are off. And then she let herself be held by him and kiss on him because she felt bad for him. Like she's, I feel Margot is like a people pleaser to a fault kind of. Um, and I don't think that's healthy to be that, um, like willing to do that stuff to like, she has to have her self-respect and go, no, I don't like you. Like, it's very obvious. It's very obvious to Josh over at Anchor Watch. And yes, the rest of the audience was insane and thought that we looked good together. But no, you are totally in the friend zone. Always have been, always will yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, listen, and, do you know yeah. what I love about Harry, though? I'm going to defend Harry a little bit. Is he gets He's a nice it. guy, whatever. He's a nice guy. He's like, you know what? She's just not sure, and that's enough for me. I'm good. Hopefully, he'll walk away from this better from this. I feel bad for Harry. Uh, but I'm, I, I want to... Hey, she's just not that into you. Like, <laughs> people people need to be told that all the time. Like, doesn't matter. You can make a great case in court on why you are the perfect mate for that person, and it doesn't mean anything if you don't click you don't click it doesn't mean shite um shite. i do have to say about margo though uh she has been very much entertaining me with her uh dialogue by herself throughout the boat cleaning she gives me like kelsey vibes from from was that was she on sailing or or below deck uh, uh, last season um she gives me that kelsey like those those one-offs like kind of uh dry sense of humor uh you could do a whole episode of just margo walking around the ship like complaining about things or you know oh she has small feet oh god i have to do laundry you know like she has that kind of i don't know dry sense of humor that, that yeah and it's, wanna... it's welcomed because she actually works hard and doesn't mind and actually enjoys her job so then it's funny to hear her say those quips what i don't like is when we get the stew who is obviously miserable in her job and bitches then it's like oh shut up but when but when someone like margo who's great at her job and actually likes to do it is saying this stuff and she's just being sarcastic then it's funny you know what i mean like 
and so yeah it's uh yeah 100 <laughs> so i just want to go back to one more thing do you think serena towards the end of this episode, she's, she's fraser and do you know what watching daisy and below deck sailing oh. and now watching asia i'm gonna get reamed for saying this i was i'm i'm a little disappointed in fraser's uh performance in last season because i'm i'm hey, no no i I, no, I know he's learning, but like we had Daisy, Daisy's like on it, right? I mean, she was on a lot of things this past season, but now Ew. we have Asia. It just like seems so easy for Asia to do this job. Besides Camille, what what was so hard with what Fraser was handed to him? You bite your tongue. How dare you? No, <laughs> no he. I think he'll be great next season. Just watch. He's going to come. I know. I know. He's, he's going to come back with a hero's welcome. Um, and he has a new captain to work with. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, you know, I really like Captain Jason. He is a great guy. He's good television. Um, great television. And really just <laughs> like, down. no, not like that. Okay, girl. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> My statements out of context, Josh. No, no, no he is. He's a, a fabulous captain. And I think we do have a great group of captains right now with with sandy leading the road uh with blow deck med which by the way guys i'm gonna say this right here we already saw i it, we should have a trailer for below deck med below deck med follows below deck down under right now because that is the next in line and we have already seen i, I i'm sure we're gonna get a, a trailer I want to say ASAP or maybe September, but definitely before BravoCon, we have to, right? But Kyle, he's heard Kyle is, well, Kyle is officially back. Yes, we know that, but he has been, you know, uh, photographed with Toomey from Below Deck Down Under Season 1, who is not here on Below Deck Down Under Season 2. Remember, on Below Deck Down Under Season 1, she was leaving for a chief stew position in the med. Crazy. I wonder what that's going to bring. I cannot wait to see Toomey as our new Chief Stew on Blow Duck Med. That is what I'm thinking is going to happen because I don't see her as a second stew or a third stew. I don't see Kyle as a third stew. Um, so we'll see how that, <laughs> that goes on. You know, <laughs> Remember that, how that went? Well. I think Bravo is getting smart when they see those lightning in a bottle kind of cast people. They're grabbing them and... They're, I like the fact that they're open to spreading the talent around and moving them around a little. This can be yeah, good. Yeah. And, you know, you and I said it before, and I'll say it a thousand times, what they've done with sailing on having a core of four people <clears throat> that keep coming back, um, I really like that because it makes it – it's more interesting. There's more history. From a viewer standpoint, it's – uh. Yeah, it's just so interesting having these people that have history and we know them. And now, you know, this Gary stuff, we're like, this isn't the Gary and blah, blah, blah. Why is this? How could she be with it? Like, I don't know. I really like that. I would love if if the the head department heads stayed for, you know, two, three seasons. Um, like you know, Josh, like you said, it's like that that captain position, you know, with like a Lee, a Sandy, a Jason, a Carrie. You know, that's a great position. A Glenn to, to keep. Uh, having a chef on for a while, we had Chef Ben uh, on for many seasons of, of Below Deck, and and that was great to see him come back over and over again. Chef Rachel for a few seasons, um, 
I, I, I totally agree with you. I think that it would be great to keep a core group of people. I think right now with Jason, Joao, Asia, Serena, there is a really core group. You know, and and then from a casting standpoint, I think too for Bravo, it puts less pressure on them to throw together an entire crew. Instead, it's okay, now we need to find two stews, two decks, or whatever. You know, like it's it's minimal and they can spend a little bit more time and kind of go with the cream of the crop, bringing in these new people to refresh the cast. But yeah, having I don't know. I don't think anyone disagrees, right? Are we all like that? I, idea? I, I love that idea personally. And honestly, I think they're making great decisions. And I know someone just said in the live chat, didn't blow deck men to come on in July last year, which is crazy. That's how we've been recapping anchor or blow deck for so long. Um, but I just feel like they've been pushing these episodes, these double episodes, because you got to remember like below deck, next season of Below Deck has already been filmed. It's ready to go. Below Deck Med filmed and was finished before BravoCon last year. So it is just waiting to be dropped this year. So very exciting. I, I You know what? They announced all of the people who were going to be at uh, BravoCon, all the, the Bravo liberties that were going to be at BravoCon this year. And I didn't even think to look for Toomey. And I did if she... See- Captain Glenn, Collins, uh, Gary, and Daisy, the four, are coming. I did yes. say before. Yes, because we Colin were promised <clears throat> we were promised all of the main people from below deck at BravoCon this year. So we shall see. We're, we are team Toomey over here. Um, but below deck, below deck Down Under has been great so far this season. I can't wait to be back in two weeks and to catch up with the four episodes that we're going to be back with. Of course, we're only recapping the last one and not the four that are up the next two weeks. Uh-huh. But um, we do have Captain Sean here tonight to answer some of your yes yachting questions. We, uh, so- and, and Hurricane. Are we, are we in for more Hurricanes? Let's find oh, out. Oh, my God. Let's find out. Welcome, Captain Sean. Why, good evening. I'm bringing the hurricane with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't, it looks like calm waters behind you. I know, you. I was going to say, it looks like smooth sailing behind you. You can never be fooled by the calm seas. There may be a hurricane lurking. Good evening, Tess. How good evening. Oh, so, and good um, evening, Elaine. Captain Sean, you got a question that were, was related to weather. So every week we have uh, Captain Sean here from, of course, season nine of Below Deck uh, to answer some of your yachting questions. And you had a question uh, tonight, and I have some photos to bring up with that question. But what was the question? So the the question was uh, this I got on my Instagram, which is Excitement Factory, for those of you who want to follow me or, or DM me and, and ask me all sorts of questions. Um, everything from weather related questions to how to fix a uh, broken breast implant. I've had, I've <laughs> had, <laughs> I've had all of are great. How do you, how do you, how do you, yeah. how do you fix a broken? You, well, you go to the doctor and that was my advice. Oh, okay. what, you right. <laughs> Jeez. God, we got a lot of, a uh, lot of comedians in the house tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, no, anyway, uh, this was from Elaine, and she was um, who lives just outside of Houston, Texas, and was confused about all the crazy weather activity that we're having lately. And asked me, uh, hey, we she was seeing a hurricane that was forming in the Pacific and it was heading on its way over to Houston. And is that possible? So what I did was I um, to to kind of give some illustrations. I went to seaweather.net, which is this is a program that I use for um, forecasting weather. And this is showing a little bit of the southern hemisphere, a little bit of the northern hemisphere. And this is the actual weather that's happening right now. And you get a tropical depression that's happening on the West Coast. And then you've got tropical um, storm Franklin, which is happening on the East Coast. And if you go to the next slide, you can see the kind of progression of it. Now, this is tomorrow's well, actually, take that back. This is going to be on Thursday's weather. You've got Tropical Storm Franklin is going to move away from Cuba uh, on up. Now, some of the things that you're seeing on this map, you see those H's, they represent high pressure zones. The L's represent low pressure zones. And the nice kind of light purple weather, like little patches, that um, denotes like calm weather. And those little like those little L's are called wind barbs. And they, um, the one, the directions, one of the, uh, the, the long bit is the direction that the wind is blowing in. And the short bits are how fast the winds are. And the longer of the short bits are 10 knots. The shorter ones are five knots. So if you see two kind of the two of those lines together, that means the wind's blowing 20 knots. But anyway, in the center of that storm, you're getting some pretty big waves, and that's what the colors denote are, um, are how big those waves. Now, what happens? You go to the next slide. Yep, where do you guys go? <laughs> it's here. It's here. Um, yeah, you want to just hit, go to the, um, you'll go right to the one with the, with the arrow in the circle. There you go. Yeah, um, you got the big, you got the big arrow, uh, that's off the coast of Africa. And what happens is that winds from off the coast of Africa come and fuel the, um, the warm, moist air and the, um, the water temperature is going to be above 80 degrees. And so those, those are the hurricanes that generally form in the Atlantic and on the Pacific, you can see that big red circle. Those are also hurricanes that will, um, that will form in the Pacific ocean. Now, both those hurricanes, whether it performs, whether it forms in the, in the Pacific or on the Atlantic side, they can both cross over Mexico. Now, hurricanes are fueled by warm water and to just give it, kind of give you an example and an illustration of, um, how hot the water is. The water off Miami today was 101 degrees it's which crazy. Is crazy it's crazy and that is fuel for a hurricane and what happens is that um all that warm water combined with winds coming off africa is uh is does not bode well right now we're about eight hurricanes into the into the season if you want to look up the hurricane names you can just a quick google search will um will will uh, bring up the names of the hurricanes for this season number 18 you might recognize it'll be hurricane sean oh well that will be <laughs> that'll be a strong one for sure that'll be oh yeah let's uh hopefully it's a hopefully it's a strong robust hurricane that, <laughs> um, that that doesn't cause a lot of damage do you I heard think it's only gonna uh, last like half a day though <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> Thank God we still have like these. We have all these new viewers who don't know like what the naughty yachties or the big tip buoys are in here. Um, in our live chat, we we get a little weird in here. Um, I, Sean, it, is it normal for the waters? Just you know, because I'm right down here by Miami. Like how how normal is that for those waters to be that warm? No, I know they're warm. Just, we always have warm water, but not. Yeah, is it normal for peeing degrees? in the water to actually cause it to cool? Yeah, or or. <laughs> well, if it's it's crazy, but yeah, your body temperature is ninety eight point six degrees, so technically, yes, peeing in the water would cool down. Do your part for global warming and go out there and pee in the water right now. <laughs> cool it down. Let's go cool down that water. No, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. You know, I mean, people, I don't think we've seen anything like that. I mean, I, I've never heard of, of the waters hitting over 100 degrees here. But so, you know what? One thing that a lot of people aren't talking about, but uh, NASA did a big uh, study on it last year. Um, a volcano off the coast of Tonga um, blew and through what they first thought were billions. Now they recalculate. They think it's trillions of gallons of water into the atmosphere which is causing like a supercharged greenhouse effect. And they think that we're actually going to see these raised temperatures just because of this volcano for a few more years. Um, well, the, the, the converse of that is when that volcano exploded over Iceland, um, it pumped so much ash into the atmosphere that it cooled. That's when we get that really cold winter. And when Krakatoa blew in the 1800s, it caused an ice age, a mini ice age that lasted into um, into the 1940s. So, yeah, wow. yeah it's I mean, we think that I mean, I think a lot of the things that we do as human beings definitely affect the in, environment. It's so funny. It's it's uh, I get you hear people saying well you know the earth goes through a lot of different cycles and and such but uh we definitely have an effect on um on the environment and people say that you know like well how do you know that the ice is melting you've never been to the north pole and i go well actually yes i have been to the north pole (laughs) (laughs) and i've seen the i've seen the ice melting and the and the plastics that are there uh and actually it's a good segue into into the show that you know that we've been developing is um is going to these environmentally sensitive areas and and highlighting um i don't like to call them problems but like to call them challenges and then bringing people there that wouldn't nece- don't ne- not necessarily are climate deniers but really don't understand the severity about what's going on but we don't leave it at that we'll also talk about uh, the solutions that are that are happening on this planet right now, which is and with uh, like with NASA, with um, Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute. I was just at um, I had a meeting actually today with with um, somebody from the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute. Actually, it was funny. We'd been playing phone tag and I was getting an MRI uh, on my on my shoulder um it's on my left shoulder I'm, and and for those of you who are wondering i'm right-handed josh but anyway the uh, <laughs> uh and so anyway so that's where i ran into him game. And we're, we're gonna be i'm gonna be talking to him about about um um a, a initiative that woods hall oceanographic institute is doing for collecting plastics and monitoring microplastics in the ocean so that was 
uh, we'll I'll, I'll film that and we'll post I'll post that to Instagram and of course Jason and Josh you can post that to your guys Absolutely. your guys stuff as well and here's a little note the my MRI tech a little shout out to Ashley is a below deck super fan and now a anchor watch um, super fan so let's there we go you. we yeah. love I mean we love having a new audience I feel like because of the whole you know situation that happened this season on below deck down under. A lot of people were very interested in how it was handled in production and stuff. And we got a lot of new eyes on Anchor Watch. So we appreciate you guys all being here. Um, Norma, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, she asked Captain Sean, do you see any hurricanes coming in the Caribbean on September 6th? It sounds like someone's got a vacation coming. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, Norma, you know how to find me. If you need a weather report, DM me and I'll give you, the, uh, I'll give you the, all the information I have. Well, there, there we go. Uh, Captain Sean, I have to ask you, we've had a lot of issues. Uh, one, one we spoke of last week on uh, Below Deck Down Under this season. We've had uh, the Tinder like, come in and hit railings. Uh, this week, we had a little gash into the, the side of the yacht. Captain Jason mentioned something. Uh, I guess like a fender wasn't there or should have been there. Yeah. And he yeah, said that's at least going to cost a thousand dollars is that kind of what this goes uh, or, uh, what this that costs can, that could cost more than i mean from, i mean i don't know i mean the paint's not that it's kind of hammered on that boat but uh, it, it's also a tough color to blend because it's faded so if you're gonna i mean yeah, yeah that could easily cost a thousand maybe more i mean we got dinged in so we were at the dock in sardinia one time actually on my sienna and a boat hit us, and that was a ten thousand dollar repair. Ooh, I mean, so yeah, it's expensive. I mean, do you have these issues? Like, if you're in a charter season, do you have as many issues as they've they've had this season? We've had uh, poles rip off. We've had ten uh, the tenders run into railings, like we discussed last week. We had this situation happen. <laughs> is this normal that so much damage and so many things happen in one charter season, or is it? Or is it like uh yeah, they've got a couple of factors that are go that are working against them. One, it's an old boat with um just kind of old equipment. So it might not be uh, as good as the stuff that they're used to working with. Plus they throw the crew together relatively quick. So everybody's gonna learn that boat um yeah. quickly. And they might be coming from, I mean, it might, it's, it's not so much the, the crew. I mean, like I, the, the, what's his name was getting bashed for not having the experience that, um, um, he, he may be showing and that might just be editing, but it also is legitimately they're coming on a vessel that they're not familiar with and to get like a level of, uh, a competency where you're not going to make those types of mistakes um take does take does take practice so i i can't i i can't really fault the crew because i i haven't i haven't been there i don't know what the circumstances is yeah but it just they just they just might not have their their rhythm down just from not working together and it, that could have just been a miscommunication like jason might have just assumed a fender was going to be was going to be put in there and the deck crew might have thought that someone else was going to put the fender there or, or it could have just been like a, just a, a straight up, just a straight up mistake. The boat just seems to be just, it's just not as user-friendly as maybe some of the boats that they've, that they've been on. 
Absolutely. I, um, Captain Sean, to follow up, there's a follow up question in the live chat from Tweet Tweety. This season is the first season I have seen the interior crew out on deck during docking. Is that normal? 100% normal. They've, they, sometimes they actually have helped in the docking. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. They definitely, they, they, they definitely help. I'm a big fan of cross training. So, because you never know when you're going to have course. someone that's down. And, and that means, that the training okay. the the exterior the exterior guys <laughs> would you i didn't even say cross <laughs> i said cross what oh training training <laughs> was dressing. um that's my train of thought <laughs> ah, sorry. you know serious <laughs> talking about you like, you like i know the cross the cross training between the inter- i apologize captain sean we have you know, sometimes my co-host is not as nice uh, as me. I'm sorry, um, I'm trying day, to do man. a professional show here, and <laughs> it's so professional. This is when we get naughty. Um, no, but the interior crew being part of like <laughs> being part of, <laughs> being part of the docking well, cross dressing we, occasionally seen... happen on uh, <laughs> we, the uh, you know. Um, anyway, yeah, no, I'm a big. Fan. Big fan, I'm a big fan of all things cross and the and in, but in this particular case the uh, uh, yeah no the stewardess definitely want I want him on deck I want him to understand what's going on it also helps that if everybody does a little bit of everybody's job or has an understanding of it they're a little more forgiving when the deck crew is busy doing something and not able to help the girls say do the dishes or or um and or the anyway if they if everyone does helps out with each other then it everyone's a little bit more understanding when um when they're not there to to help out and so yeah so that's i i always had my um i always had the interior on deck and also had the exterior helping out on the interior as, as well too everyone pitches in together I, I do see like this season. It's nice. The season we're watching the exterior crew, um, the deck crew is helping a lot, like at serving time and stuff. So it's, they can get all the plates out at once and, and stuff like that. And I, I, I do think it, yeah, it's the more empathy you have towards the other roles. I think the easier you can help each other's lives be around the boat. You know, if you kind of know like, Oh, it would really Which, help them if I, you know, got this done early or something. Well, it, we it, don't I'll always see, right? You know, we we see sometimes the the opposite. It's like, well, the exterior needs our help, or the interior needs our help. We're always doing dishes. We're always helping you run things. And I think from like below deck sailing, we've seen that camaraderie, and especially this season, we see it. But is that always normal? Well, on my boats, it, it's always normal. It, the, the the one of the worst. Th- if you want to get on my bad side, real quick. If I hear the phrase, that's not my job, uh, it's like the you're the the clock is ticking on you. Um, and the, the key thing, especially going back to the guys running food, if the food like I, I had a chef, Paul, um, who one of the best chefs I've ever worked with, and, and he was adamant that the food be served immediately as it leaves the galley. It never sits anywhere. And that way. And it looks exactly the way it, it it leaves from the galley. And if it's only the girls running food, then they they physically have to put it down to then go like serve a water or do something or grab a drink. So, but if you've got the guys kind of bringing those food out and 
so it's hot and it's fresh and everybody can get served at the same time. It just helps the chef's presentation and it helps and 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 the chef is the linchpin to any great charter. If the people are happy, I mean, like I've had days when uh, I've, I've I've said this before, but if you've got a if you've got a um, if 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 you have a spectacular day and the beach setup goes really well and they're super happy and they come back to the interior is perfect and they come back and they sit down and they have this fabulous meal. It's that's, that's the cherry on top. But if it's raining and the beach setup goes wrong and the interior doesn't clean the room and all the other departments are having bad days. If they sit down at that table and they have a great meal, all the sins are forgiven. Um, Mm. You got to really, you got to support, you've got to support that chef. And, by, it, it, and we've and seen by, that multiple times on like yeah. just even past seasons of Below Deck. It's like sometimes or when like everyone when the weather's bad, when weather's bad and they're stuck, they're like, okay, yeah. but let's feed them, and then and they have amazing meals and like, Thank yeah, you guys, that was an amazing. Experience. Put it in their stomach, absolutely. Um, Put Captain it Sean, so usually uh, every well, almost every week. Uh, recently, you've been having these webinars on North Avenue yachts. Do you? Uh, that talks about chartering in, in certain areas like the Bahamas and, and uh, the East coast and stuff. Do you have any coming up uh, soon? Yeah. So I've got a really cool one. The, the, actually the last one we did was in Thailand. That was, I think that the best one we did, did that with Bill O'Leary, who was the author of the Southeast Asia sea pilot and a longtime friend of mine. We spill We, uh, we kind of spilled the tea a little bit on some Tom Cruise stuff. He's got a great Charlie Jean story, which I cannot tell on the air. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to know the real story about smoking monkeys in Thailand, tune into the um, tune into our discussion about cruising, cruising, cruising. I'm done with you. Oh, cruising I'm Thailand. Handing this, I'm handing this to you, Josh. Come on, <laughs> cruising Thailand. Cruising Thailand. Listen, uh, guys, we we're we're so thankful to have not only Captain Sean because of his experience on Below Deck, but as a captain, as it's as actually very um, well, very uh, accomplished and accomplished. Awarded. Yes, awarded. that's what I was going to say. A very accomplished. Very, very awarded captain. Uh, but you can go to Worth Avenue Yachts, who is a, a big supporter of our channel here and Anchor Watch. Uh, Worth Avenue Yachts, everything is is linked down below. And you can find Captain Sean's uh, talk on Chartering Thailand down below as well. And everything well, else is, is linked the there The one as well. that's coming up on September 5th is going to be really interesting. That's going to be um, cruising. That's going to be cruising Svalbard. And with a special guest, of uh, Jason Roberts, who is the producer for Frozen Planet with David Attenborough. Uh, he's also produced uh, basically any movie that's been shot up in the Arctic. Jason's involved with uh, International Adventurer. Uh, really, really fascinating, fascinating guy with a with with a wealth of with a wealth of knowledge, and um, and he's definitely got some celebrity tea that we can spill as well too. And that'll be September fifth. Also live on the Worth Avenue channel, which is great. And we love, um, I love that Worth Avenue is doing lives. There's no other, I don't think there's another yacht brokerage that are, is doing something like this. So no, uh, that's really cool to see. Um, Guys. So we're hitting an hour tonight. Captain Sean, as always, we are so grateful to have you join us tonight. 
uh, and give Yacht your knowledge. Club, Yacht Club de Monaco. <clears throat> yes, that's thank you, Elaine. Elaine just asked, "What does my shirt say?" And it says Yacht Club de Monaco. Um, I am a member of the Monaco Yacht Club. Uh, I was um, very honored. They have a uh, they every year they let in a certain group of a certain number of captains, and they actually do a painting of us and the you know and they do a special oh. book um it, it's kind of a big deal i got the pandemic year so no one saw my painting or my book <laughs> i did i got the opportunity to see your painting and and in the book and it is it is a fantastic write-up <laughs> and, and a i heard fantastic too, photo uh they upgrade your fries to curly fries for free they do yeah <laughs> that's true so, that's true that's, that's impressive too <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing. How is anyone still here watching? Day. I got up really early. <laughs> I got up really early. I had a long day at work. <laughs> and really quickly b- before we leave, um, is that the so a lot of uh, captains from Below Deck are promoting the Monaco Yacht Show, and they're they're so excited to be there. I know you will be there. What is the importance of the Monaco Yacht Show that is more important than let's say the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show or the Palm Beach Boat Show or any of the other boat shows we have happening in the world? What is the importance of Monaco? Well, the, the, um, there's, there's two, yeah, the two, the, the two big ones are, are, are Monaco and, and Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale is, is probably the largest yacht show in, in the world. And that's got that just because it adds everything from, uh, super yachts to sport fishers and you can buy gear, you can get everything, um, at, uh, at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show, and it's it's accessible to everybody. Now, the Monaco Yacht Show that is like the whole that's the real cream of the industry. It's it's just super yachts. It's uh, some really cool, innovative tech. Uh, they've got like anything that like is spectacular usually premieres at the at the monaco yacht show the party Sean, who who currently has the number one yacht like who who's got it uh, manufacturer wise or or or, or no, in the war or owns it i'm, I'm like celebrity wise kind of chic or something like that or i gotta say i like jeff bezos's yacht um it was built by ocean co it's a big sailboat that that's pretty cool, but then you go look at some of the stuff that FedShip's built. That's it's outstanding, and of course, Larson just launched a boat called Jag, which is just just sick. Some of the boats that are coming out are just otherworldly. Um, yeah. There's um, like there's one one boat has a uh, this is this is a Russian feature. It's a Russian Russian owned boat, but anyway, it's. It had a like the 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 spa. It has a full sauna and a steam room, and then it has a room with a snow machine to make snowbanks, so you can run from the sauna and then jump into a snowbank. <laughs> it wow. sounds like my days at the circus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's like it, it, it crazy stuff. I mean, boats with like giant. Bond villain moon pools that you can put submarines in, all sorts of stuff. Um, I'm doing a talk at the Monaco Yacht Club on different types of propulsion systems, and some of the new propulsion systems that are coming out are just crazy. That's the the one of the I'm very fortunate to be involved in a lot of cool 
projects with a lot of different um, uh, naval architects, uh, primarily VREPAC. I've done talks for them on uh, on on latitude and exploration and with plastics in the ocean. And I've been involved with a couple of projects with them as well that have just been um, uh, really, really unique. And, and VREPAC looks at um, looks looks at the industry in in a very unique way. Uh, that was one of the, I did a podcast with uh, the Explorers Club in New York. This is going a while back, but anyway, we talked about, I liken the, the yachting industry to the space, um, to the, uh, to the space industry and the, and the tech that comes out of yachting and then goes into, into commercial, into, into commercial shipping and stuff. And, and, and that's everything for like how we recycle things on board to how we have a, like a zero footprint for where, wherever we go, because uh, more and more of the sensitive places in the world aren't letting aren't letting um, uh, boats go there unless they have a zero footprint. Uh, Norma asked a good question. Can the general public enter the Monaco Yacht Show? And yes, yes, you can. If you're willing to cough for up a price. ticket price of 1,500 euros per day, Absolutely, you're more than welcome. Day and in comparison, I want to say the what is the price for the Palm Beach boat show? Thirty uh, something. Well, it's free for you, Jason. But uh, well, I know, I know, I have a hookup. You, you, you know, <laughs> you know people. I know people. <laughs> I'm very appreciative of my hookups when it comes to the boat shows. But yeah, Monaco is something that I I definitely want to experience. So, um, and Monaco can, Yacht Show, by the way, is big fans of the show. Yes, they are. Yeah, absolutely. So we love having that. Sean, again, we're we're so grateful for your time and your knowledge when you, you come on here and you give us like some real bits about the real yachting industry, which we see pieces of on Below Deck. But as we know, as Bravo fans, Below Deck pays attention to the industry, but mostly we pay attention to the drama. So at least we can get, can get some, you know, some, some real intelligence uh, on here. Yeah. <laughs> some substance <laughs> about what the yachting industry entails um captain sean we will see you not next week but in two weeks i hope we will see you in two weeks thank you my little y- naughty yachties sweet dreams <laughs> sweet dreams and we I'll will only be on thinking Instagram. about monica <laughs> all right guys all right thanks, Follow captain, captain sean. sean everything is in the description below and we will see you in two weeks thank you Mwah. bye <laughs> all right josh we're very lucky and i like to to remind ourselves of this every week we have captain sean worth avenue yachts we've had bailey you know on here joining us this season to talk about below deck we are incredibly lucky and i'm we are very sorry that we are not going to be here next week yeah we'll have to we'll take greg back on sometime too it's been a while absolutely i I, I gotta see if greg is caught up on the show and watching um well we need to get greg Greg caught up on the show and watching yeah um and if not a week later, there'll be a new below deck. So we'll have plenty of opportunities, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week, even though we'll all be apart. I'll try to, um, for those of you guys on the West coast, I usually end up watching by the time we put the kids down. It's like eight 30 by the time Natalie and I fire up the DVR, I'll try to do some live uh, tweeting for those of you guys who are Xing. If you want to follow me and get, have some good X with me. <laughs> at C Josh go. It's just too easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too easy. Uh, yeah. Jo- join at C Josh go. And then you're at Jason Barrett, right? Yeah. I'm at Jason Barrett. You know, I've been, I, I don't know if it's like age, 
or just like time. I I love to get on X now. <laughs> it sounds so weird. I, I love to get on X. Ton. I read it a ton. Same so, for my UFO stuff. You know? More than threads, you know, like oh, threads is what's that? I, threads is deads. Yeah. Yeah, that is very yeah, DOA. But uh yeah. I'll uh I, I, you know what's the problem is I'm so focused on watching the show and taking little notes of things I want to comment on with you for anchor watch. Yeah. That then I don't end up tweeting, but I, I will make an effort because we don't have a show next Tuesday. I'll try to make an effort next Monday, eight 30 Pacific ish is when we usually start watching. I'm going to try to live tweet some stuff. If you guys are on, want to tweet with me, let's, uh, let's tweet together. And I, I will be running around with Adam. Yeah. Um, we're podcast LA. to podcast next week in LA. So that should be interesting. Um, guys, I can't wait to, to be back in two weeks. So don't miss us too much. And hit the like button. Again, we have a strong and great replay crew here on Anchor yes. Watch. Leave your comments below. We love coming back and interacting and commenting back. We try to hit almost every comment. Um, yeah. So... I comment on a lot of them. Um, and so, uh, yeah, if you guys go look, for those of you guys, I comment back and no one ever comes back. I, they leave a comment and I leave and I, I tweet, I, I write back and I'm like, no, I don't think they saw it. So yeah, <laughs> let, me, let me know so I don't look like a crazy person. And uh, you guys, if you want to help us out, if you want to tip the crew, all you got to do is hit the like button. It's stupid. I don't even know quite how it works, but it totally helps Adam's channel. If you guys hit that like button, I say it every week. I'm trying to be a good YouTube citizen myself. So every video I watch, I'm hitting that little like button because I do see how it helps. Um, yeah. So thank you guys. You guys are always great about that. Um, yeah. Anything else, Jason? Yeah. We'll see I you. Uh, well, thank you so much. And Norma, like, yes, I will see you on Sunday at the Bourbon Room for Sheena's show. I can't wait. That's exciting. And guys, we will see you all in two weeks. Josh, have a great week. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.